0: 19 Nocturne Boulevard.
1: Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Paul.
0: You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automatic. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural.
2: Tonight's episode is... B&B Investigations Number 4 Pumps and Spectators Yes? This is 19 Nocturne Boulevard Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean what kind of a place is it? Why, it's a detective agency in a time sort of like the 40s Can you tell?
3: B&B Investigations, may I help you? Look, it ain't gonna happen. No. Because the boss don't help no one find tarts. Nope.
2: Never. Another missing good time girl? Nah.
3: Queen of Hearts,
2: you know. Oh, patty cakes. Well, if anything real comes in, I can handle it. Just because Paul's not back from the Enchanted Brute Convention as early as he was supposed to be doesn't mean the office shuts down. He may be off doing who knows what with his furred and fanged cronies, but I'm sure he knows he can trust me to take on whatever... Man, she had it bad. A case of sea green envy for what the boss might be
3: getting up to with his old college chums. So what? They were mostly frogs, bears, and the occasional walrus. She'd heard the sort of thing they used to get up to. What are you doing? Filling in. The boss should be back any minute and then... Look, I don't need anyone else
2: horning in on my, our voiceover.
3: I just figured you might not want to be the one
2: pouring your heart out in a narrative conceit. So you thought you'd pour it out for me. Thank you so much.
1: Pardon the interruption, ladies. May I announce Prince Waldo Charming.
2: Did you have to bring the whole box of toy soldiers? The office is only so big.
1: I'm out, face. March. The prince apologizes for the intrusion, but he prefers to keep this as informal and, um, low profile as possible.
2: Sure, I can see that. Why don't you step into the private office over here? So this was the infamous Prince Waldo, the biggest royal catch of the last eight fishing seasons, and far too wily to let himself get hooked. Every princess, rich society dame, screen siren, and various other lesser gold diggers had set their bait for him, and he swam serenely past them all. I'm not among the anglers myself, since I already had my own trophy in sight. My own partner, Paul Bett, away now, drinking with his cronies and doing whatever they please in the name of old times and curses. "'You're steering. Huh? He's about to get a restraining order. Oh, um, office. Right. Well, what can I do for you? Mm, Coffee. Certainly. A package just came in for you. Busy now. Goldie, three coffees, please. One too hot and two just right. So, what brings you to a private investigator?
0: I don't think we need to discuss it until he arrives.
2: What? What? He is due back soon, but I can help you just as well. My name's on the door, too. Well, my initial, anyway.
0: Oh, lovely. I hope you don't mind, but this is really a masculine sort of problem.
2: There are potions for that, you know.
0: Young lady, what are you intimating? Then
2: maybe he doesn't live up to his name. What's wrong with Waldo? I meant charming.
0: I'll have you know... Coffee, Donna.
2: What?
0: Why don't you let me deal with these good gentlemen? What? Go to voiceover.
2: So I left the boys to it.
0: What Donna didn't know is that I'd been listening on the intercom and knew she'd been about to scratch the eyes out of a very powerful prince.
2: It wasn't his eyes I'd be aiming for.
0: And it wouldn't do us any good to get on his wrong side.
2: Does he have a right one?
0: So, rather than subject her to more of the prince's royaler than thou attitude, I decided to step in and let her off the hook. Oh. Scoot,
2: scoot. Leave the intercom on. Mwah. I'll just scoot then and go get my nails done or something, shall I? Well, nothing could possibly
0: enhance your already considerable beauty, I'm certain that's precisely what you need.
2: Yep. Definitely need to get my nails sharpened. Come on. Let's hear what they have to say. What kind
0: of a temper has she, that girl? Oh, you don't know the half of it. She's passionate about everything. Ah, well then, let me get down to the problem at hand. I think you will understand, Mr. Um. Uh, Bet. Paul Bet. Just call me Paul if you like. Paul. Quite. And you may call me Prince Charming. Ah, charmed. Charmed. Um, oh, uh, your case? Well, I have a passing acquaintance with an old school chum of yours, Prince Freddy Granwy. And he says you're top of the line, both for cleverness and for... <laughs> discretion. Discretion? Absolutely. Anything you say won't leave this room. Good. I'm sorry it takes so long to come to the point here, but this is a very delicate and stressful situation, and I am truly, truly desperate. Prince Wallo, Do go on. I've seen it all, from paternity suits to clearing up the occasional carriage under the influence charge. And the royals were often the worst. They'd get away with pretty much anything, as long as they were willing to risk the occasional fairy charm or gypsy curse.
2: But charming had never been a bad boy. At least not in the way that made it into the scandal rags. Hey, what's with the... My new voiceover music just arrived by Special Messenger. I'm trying out a couple of different pieces. What do you think? Um... You don't like it.
0: Well, it's a little perky.
2: Fine, go ahead and finish up.
0: You're not annoyed, are you? No... Good. Charming did have a... nearly spotless record. He was an athlete, Greco-Roman wrestling, fencing and polo, a supporter of the arts. Even acted in a few charity plays from time to time. A general bon vivant. No dark side, or so everyone thought. So when I danced with her last night, it was like we'd known each other forever. Did you happen to catch her name? Only Cindy. When I asked her last name, she merely smiled and changed the subject. She was so alluring. And you want me to... Find her? I must see her again. You can't possibly understand the pressure a thirty-something prince is under to find a bride. Well, I can see how that would be awkward. Women are constantly being shoved at me from all sides. And frankly, I can't stand most of them. They're such insipid little birds... They tell me how fascinated I am, and then proceed to show they know nothing at all about me. They profess to like all the things I like, and don't even know how to spell lie, let alone play it. I spent years carefully keeping clear of marriage, since it would mean I'd have to spend my entire life with a silly little twit, and would be obligated to listen to her chirp. And this Cindy? Completely different. She dressed marvelously, but didn't feel compelled to give me the names of all her tailors. She danced like a dream, but didn't demand I take her for one more spin around the floor, or suggest we walk out to the balcony. And when she said she liked the things I like, she... she actually did! Can you give me a description? About my height, in heels, long, glossy, dark chestnut hair, a few shades darker than your young lady's auburn, rather like Alexander's here. Huge, luminous eyes, and long artist fingers on very strong hands. Hmm. Alexander, is it? Sir? Can you add anything? I wasn't... I, I, I was with a sick friend last night. Ah, that's awkward. Do you have any other clue as to her identity? Oh, yes. Alexander, the bag. So. It's a shoe. She ran away at the stroke of midnight and left it behind. Can I keep this? But she'll need it when I find her again. I mean to go over it for clues. I'll get it back to you. Oh, well, yes then. I thought, oh, never mind. Whoa, whoa, I assure you. I have female troubles of my own. I have no plans to try and horn in on yours.
1: You think any woman would throw over such a charming prince for a big brute of a private eye? No. No.
0: (laughs) Of course not. But uh, I do have to warn you, sire. Yes? This girl, if she uh, deliberately made herself such a mystery, there may well be a good reason. Like what? She could be anything. A ghost? A a transformed hedgehog? a, A commoner? Nonsense! The point is, you need to embrace potential reality and understand that there could be something very shady about her. I don't care. She's the only woman I've ever felt this way about, and I plan to marry her, come what may. You find her for me, I shall handle the rest. Chauvinist or not, Charming was determined in the way that only princes in love can be. It was that particular brand of love that drives one to climb unclimbable mountains and fight unkillable dragons. And what do they get in the end? Married.
2: Like Charming said, most princesses were simpering idiots with more hair than brains, and I should know. I may not be one myself, but I went to the same prep school.
0: This. You decided on this.
2: Give me a break. I can't tell how they're gonna sound till I try them out. This is awful. Fine. Let me see the shoe and we'll go on from there.
4: There
0: are three paths presented to you. Dice Tower Theater presents Dawn of Dragons, a fantasy audio drone.
3: Ambush!
4: For all intents, I should have you exiled. Time to meet the sunless. <laughs>
0: Dice Tower <laughs> Theater. Now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. Creator distributed. Fan supported.
2: Fine. Let me see the shoe and we'll go on from there.
0: There. Nice. Don't you think it's a little, uh, large? Mm,
2: A bit bigger than mine.
0: Really? I guess I never really... Look at
2: my feet?
0: I never make it down that far. Really? Really.
2: Question... When I left, did the prince and his friend uh, make it down that far? What do you mean? What were they looking at?
0: They just watched you leave.
2: I didn't hear you growl.
0: Well, of course. Oh, hey, wait. You actually notice when I do that? Of
2: course I do. I don't mind when you uh, get annoyed on my behalf.
0: (sighs) I think we're getting a bit off track here.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) shoe.
0: No. Left.
2: shoe. Anything? Mm, It's a Dolce Geppetto. They're pricey, but not extortionate. Too bad she didn't mention her dressmaker. That would have been a much better clue.
0: Well, how many places sell these shoes?
2: Assuming she's local. Maybe six of the big boutiques downtown.
0: You want to take those then and go ask questions?
2: Uh, no.
0: (laughs) You don't want to go shopping for shoes? I mean, you're going to leave me to hit all these fancy ladies' shoe shops?
2: I have some ideas of my own to follow up on, and the shoe isn't going anywhere. Tell you what, if you don't get a hit on it in 24 hours, I'll take it. But
0: how do I even ask?
2: Here. Goldie, could you come in here? Yeah? Take this to Rosen Snow's and ask for the style number. Then ask them if they have any record of someone buying this shoe in this size in the last two weeks. I don't do leg-like. I ain't as young as I used to be. Buy yourself a pair of shoes on the office while you're there.
3: Give me that.
0: So I could just send it around to every store?
2: Not at a pair of shoes per trip. We'd run through our entire commission. What? I said they weren't cheap. One pair we can add in as a legitimate expense. Past that... (sighs) Once you get the style number, you can phone the rest. Well, I'm heading out. Need anything? Ciao. (sighs)
0: <sighs> I thought over the content of our discussion And realized there was something she was keeping back That secret smile those strange questions But while we were talking I couldn't take my eyes off of her Sitting on my desk like that One silk-seamed leg crossed over the other She doesn't even seem to notice the effect she has on me And I'm not sure whether it makes it worse or better if I tell her, she just might stop. Then I wouldn't even get this much of a look at it. What
2: is this, a beer garden? They sent me the wrong box, I'm sure of it.
0: Oh, this isn't so bad. For a polka.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you done yet? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'll, uh, I'll talk to a few folks while I'm waiting for Goldie to get back.
4: There
2: are things men just don't see, and which it's probably better they don't. A picture was painting itself in my head, and while it wasn't a particularly tricky answer to the problem of find the girl, it also wasn't likely to have the happiest of endings. Why, I added up a size eleven shoe, a lady who could spell hyalai, and a prince who didn't stare at my backside as I left the room, and I got a very queer answer indeed. And it was an answer I wasn't sure my wonderful He Man partner would be at all happy about. Which is why I went alone to a boarding house we used to rather snottily avoid, back in my own sorority days. Can I help you? Hi, I'm a P.I. and I'm... I'm not going away. You can talk to me or you can talk to my partner and he ain't gonna understand.
5: What do you want?
2: I'm looking for someone, and I think she might be known here.
5: For this, you come around annoying my girls, scaring poor
2: Espadril half to death. I have no interest in making trouble for anybody. Please, I just have some questions, and would rather not shout them to the entire world. Can we talk?
5: You tell me what you need. I decide if I'll ask anyone else. Come on, my parlor's over here.
2: So I outlined the problem, and Miss Barbara was very upset by the whole situation. She said that she was sure Cindy wasn't one of her boarders, but that she would ask around. She didn't give me much hope, though.
5: Tell the poor boy it'll never work. Two worlds, all that. He would have to be willing and able to take her as she is. Warts and all, as they say. And the chances of that are...
2: You might be surprised.
5: Honey, I ain't been surprised in years. You're using the old music again.
2: I forgot. Sorry. But the new stuff is pretty cringeworthy.
0: Keep trying, sweetheart. You'll find something.
2: I hope so. Did you need the voiceover?
0: Only if you're finished.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I need to think.
0: So I checked in with the photographers from last night's Big Bash and found that the mystery just deepened. This Cindy was a slick sister. She seemed to always know where the snappers were and managed to keep her back to them all night. Only once did they catch half a profile, head and shoulders with just a glimpse of the side of the face. I told them to blow it up and send it over, along with a dozen of the dress, figuring maybe Donna could play Name the Dressmaker. Then I decided to catch up with an old friend.
4: One, two, three... If it ain't my old pal, bet. Get yourself inside here. That daylight's too damn bright. But it's dark out. Then what am I doing asleep? Ow! (laughs) Gotta watch those rafters, you old beanstalk, you. Yeah.
0: I need you to find out about someone for me. A woman.
4: Your sweet partner? She running around with other... dicks? What? What? What do you... Nothing. Just wondering maybe she planned her trade. And I do mean detecting. No offense, my friend. Elsewhere. Of course she's not. She wouldn't... You're probably right. So who did you want me to check over?
0: There wouldn't be time anyway. Though she didn't want to take on the shoe... What's that? Nothing. Right. A woman inspired the... Princess June Glam Ball last night. No one seems to know who she was, and she didn't apparently have an invite.
4: Yeah. One look at me, and you just know I'm up on the society page.
0: I don't think this dame's society, but I think she's working an angle on the prince, and I want to know if there's a a whisper anywhere.
4: What's in it for me?
0: This, for now,
4: and twice that if you can
0: deliver. Come on,
4: bed, old buddy, old pal. I'm going to have to drink a round for this. Maybe float some people play the game
0: Hmm. keep your
4: receipts
0: (slaps) i started the wheels in motion but nothing would turn up for a couple of days if ever donna are you there i figured she just didn't like the case she certainly didn't seem to take a shine to that prince he was handsome in that tall cold blonde princely sort of way but she always says she hates those guys Donna. Busy now. I'll fill in my part later. Where are you? Maybe I can uh, come by and help?
2: (laughs) Nope. Just interviewing the prince's friend. Uh, You go ahead and keep that. uh, Oops, I gotta go.
0: The friend? Dark haired, willowy, handsome, not so tall. Not a good train of thought to catch. Since, like any other express, it runs non stop. I'll just go back to the office then, shall I?
2: (laughs) Oh, sure. Uh, See you in a bit.
3: I see someone's in a bright and shiny mood. Hold my calls. What did she do? What? Oops! I'll get out of. Wait. What did who do? Goldie? Chicken? Fine. Music. Hold. <coughs> b Investigations. How may I? What were you saying? Oh, boss is kind of upset. Is all figured. Um. Uh, what? Well, when he starts slamming doors, he's usually annoyed. Um. With you.
2: I am in the middle of something, but as soon as I'm back, we're going to have a... Oops! Call coming in.
1: Bye-bye! Were you finished with me?
2: Not quite, but I don't think we can talk here at the palace. I need you to come to my suite at the Anderson Arms. Tonight, 7pm,
1: alone. Really, Miss Bella? I don't think that I- Sweetie,
2: you're not my type, but we need to talk somewhere a bit more private. Talk? It's regarding the welfare of the prince, mm-hmm. and you know how people leap on... <gasps>
1: Oh. Oh, yes, of of, of course. Uh, I'll I'll be there.
2: Now, to figure out how to tell Paul, I wanted to handle a denouement on my own. You want I should tell him? Will you stop jumping in on the voiceovers? We have enough trouble sharing them as it is. Fine. I was going to tell
3: you where the boss is, but since you obviously have everything well in hand... Where is he? Goldie?
2: Goldie, hold... Come on. Hello? Oh, drat. What? Donna? Paul, I... I found Cindy. You have? Where? Well, a good solid lead.
0: Should have my hands on her by this evening, but she's a tough cookie to nail down. Crumbs. What?
2: What you get if you nail down a cookie. Never mind.
0: Why are you talking on the phone? Why don't
2: you just come into the office? Ah, I've got a terrible headache. Think I'll go home and lie down. Be fresh in the morning. Bye. Donna? Donna?
0: Damn. Headache in my eye. Goalie, you want to get this? Nah,
3: yeah, it's probably her again.
0: But it's your job to answer the phone.
3: I'm on my break. <sighs> b and Investigations, how can I help you? Oh,
4: you got a cold bet? Or just drinking alum?
0: Stuff it. What do you got, Rumpy?
4: <laughs> what you got for me?
0: I'll meet you tomorrow.
4: Mm-mm. <sighs> expense account must have grown for magic beans. It's just about sky level now.
0: Hey, we didn't...
4: Oh, it'll be worth it. Bring your wallet to the Anderson Arms right away. I'm in the lobby.
0: What the? This is Donna's music? The Anderson Arms was a classic old building on Mermaid Street. And Donna lived there for... Did
4: you bring the clinkage? I'm not there yet. This is still the voiceover. (laughs) Nice groups.
0: You going soft, pal. This is Donna's new music. So she's going soft. Hmm. Look, I'll be there in a second. No skin off my nose. Fine. I arrived. Done.
5: Now streaming on the Fantasy Network on TFN Audio, it's Vorpal History. Every episode, we take a look at historical events so fantastic, you might even think they were true. We start with the founding of the Dunwelmish Colony in North America by unwanted adventurers, explore how necromancy shaped future conflicts, and take a look at the effect that talking animals have had on events worldwide. So come along on our delving into the obscure, the arcane, and the unbelievable things that we're pretty sure happened. On Vorpal History. The past has never been more magical. Vorpal History on the Fantasy Network. Creator distributed, fan supported.
0: Hmm. Look, I'll be there in a second. No skin off my nose. Fine.
4: I arrived. Done. you long enough. Cross my palm and I'll tell you all. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I've got one interesting tidbit. Shh. Hide. What? That fellow who just skulked in. I know him. Friend of yours? A client. Hmm. Is this a consultation? Hold that thought.
0: I'll be back to get my coins worth.
4: I'll start you an account.
0: Nope. No, no. Go away. I'm not saying anything. Huh? Hello? Open up. <gasps> Paul? What? What's wrong with you? It's highly unprofessional, you know. Well, I should say so. To just waltz in here like this.
2: Yes. And... what? Are you apologizing? What? No. Where is he? I saw him in the lobby. <gasps> you came here because you thought... <gasps> what am I supposed to think? I I solved the case, but you're not going to like the answer. What makes you think I won't? That's why. Look, I was about to do the big unveil, but... Without me? You'll understand. Can you keep quiet? Of course I can.
0: Mm? Okay.
2: That will be the prince. Come in, your royal highness. (laughs) No entourage? Shh. Thank you for coming alone.
0: Haven't much choice. Alexander is nowhere to be found. You're, uh, your pal from the office? We've been chums since childhood. I feel rather exposed without him along. It
2: must have been awkward, then, that he couldn't make it to the ball. It was the first he ever missed.
0: Too bad. I think he'll like Cindy.
2: They probably have a lot in common.
0: They do?
2: You'd better have a seat, sire. This is likely to get a little awkward. But have you found
0: my Cindy? Yes. Yes? Where is she? Right here.
1: Come on out, honey. Darling! Oh, dear. Why did you bring him here?
2: Hold on. Sorry I didn't warn you, Cindy. Sit down, your highness.
0: But my darling, don't you want... I thought we... We clicked. Like they'd known each other for years. Oh! Shh. Oh, but you're you're the only
1: woman I've ever loved. And you're about to despise me. That could never happen. Yes, it can. I'm just lucky that you're a bit
5: nearsighted, Waldo. What? Alexander? She prefers Cindy when she's all dolled up. I really do. But is it a spell? No, no, it's just... Go on, hon. There's no going back now.
1: I could probably spin you a grand story about being enchanted or cursed, but none of it's true unless you count love as some kind of magic. Love? I never meant it to be more than one night. One chance to dance with you. But you, you just had to go all manly and and try and find me. Barbara convinced me it's better to let you know, rather than leaving you searching forever.
5: Trust me, he'd eventually find some clue to who you are. The higher the hopes, the harder they fall, and all that. Don't worry. I've already... I I mean...
1: Alexander has already applied for a quest permit. And I plan to absent myself from court for a decade or so. I say... I'm the prince here! Don't I get any say? Yes. I'm right here, hun. Me too. Go ahead. I... I suppose
0: I never thought about you that way, Alexander.
2: Of
1: course.
0: Until I saw you
1: at the ball. Oh. Perhaps there is some magic. To love. But you don't want me. I mean, you want this. The surface. When underneath, I'm... My best friend? What's so wrong?
0: I've met far too many beautiful girls I can't stand to be near. You do something to me.
2: <gasps> oh. I really wish it could work out for them.
0: Really? It seems an odd match. Really odd.
2: What's wrong with an odd match? Love's all that matters. Though I do have one concern. Uh, Babs?
5: W- what? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, go on. I'm all verklempt.
2: <laughs> I get choked up too. But, um, what about when they're supposed to, you know, have babies?
5: Oh, that's a piece of cake. There's always a baby in a peach pit. Or I have this deal with the Marsh King. You'd be surprised how often these kinds of things happen. But how will it ever work? <clears throat> May I?
2: What? Really?
0: I'm not one to stand in the way of true love. You said Alexander applied for a quest permit. No reason he shouldn't go... Disappearing from the court about the same time Prince Charming. Oh, you can call me Waldo. Thank you, Your Highness. At the same time that Waldo meets Alexander's distant cousin Cindy, who sneaked into town to surprise him and ran into the Prince instead.
2: Oh, and if you can, you should do a little bit of almost being seen together, which will take a little quick change action, but we can help with that, right, Barbara? Quick
0: change is practically my middle name. Alexander can send a letter now and then. Eventually, rescue a damsel in distress and settle down in a kingdom far, far away. There's only one thing left to do. Oh? I hope you remember to bring that shoe. It'll have to do. Until we can get rings. I'll start
2: planning the reception.
0: So the prince found his true love.
2: Love's funny that way.
0: And all Alexander's... Cindy's. uh, Cindy's years of devotion paid off.
2: Waldo better appreciate all he's, she's done. There's just
0: not enough pronouns.
2: Particularly since some of your friends are definitely its. (laughs) Heh heh. Speaking of those, how was the Enchanted Beasts reunion? Oh, fine.
0: Every year there's a little less of us left. Too many with their curses broken or... Married with better things to do.
2: It's in the air. Love, I mean.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, they make a cute couple.
3: Oh, shut up and kiss her already. What? what? You heard me. Think quick. I'm on double overtime just to be in this voiceover.
2: Now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's episode, b Investigations, Pumps and Spectators, was written by Julie Hoverson. In it, Paul Bett was Joel Harvey. Donna Bella was Julie Hoverson. Goldie Taylor was Reese Torres-Miller. Stiltskin was Philemon Vanderbeck. Prince Waldo Charming was Morgan Brown. Alexander and Cindy was Will Watt. Barbara, the fairy godmother, was Robert Cudmore. Additional voice by Renaud Leboeuf. With thanks for pre-processing help to Reese Torres-Miller. Music for this episode is by Somewhere Off Jazz Street and Incompatech.com. Cover art for this episode by Julie Hoverson. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. Sound effects were found on soundsnap.com, sonomic.com, stockmusic.com, onesoundfx.com, and also through the footage firm and blastwavefx. The opening theme was by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. The opening credits featured Cole Hornaday, Renaud Leboeuf, and Julie Hoverson. All persons, places, and events in this story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any person's places or things living dead or undead. Questions? Comments? We would love to hear from you. Contact us at 19nocturneatlive.com That's 1-9 nocturne Nocturne Or check out our website at www.19nocturneboulevard.com Also, you can like us on Facebook. This presentation, as well as the scripts and characters therein, is copyright 2012 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions and is released under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution non-commercial no derivatives license. Spread the show around, but don't try to make money off it. If you want to try something like to reenact an episode, just drop us a line.
4: I'll start your account.
1: I <laughs> Pardon the interruption, ladies. Ha 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 down. The spot.
0: Young lady, or what are you intimidating?
2: Yeah, it's like, dude. You're gonna give that back, aren't you? Dude. <laughs> well, I thought you might. Ew! Do with it, yeah, it's like.